Howard Rowan, Ontario's Tia McGrath, is a multi-talented, award-winning singer, songwriter, performer, author, and podcast host. Along with her husband and co-writer, Tommy Parham, the skilled songstress has been making impactful and thought-provoking art for well over a decade, bringing together a burning passion for the art of music and an honesty that is long lost on today's modern charts. Tia McGrath is a trailblazer in her genre, one whose efforts have made her a beloved figure on the international music scene. Her latest release is her EP called With Love. It was released back on September 3rd, which commemorates the passing of her beloved dog, Jake. My pleasure to welcome Tia McGrath to the show. Hey, Tia. Hi, Dave. It is so good to be here. It's been a while, hasn't it? It has been a long time. I've lost track of the years, but it has been years since you've been on the podcast, and it's about time that you're back. So welcome. Well, thank you for the time and the opportunity to share our, our music and our songs and tales. We call them T-A-I-L-S, songs and tales. <laughs> I love <laughs> to, that. Uh, to commemorate our dog, Jake. That's right. Uh, and, and we'll talk about that. The EP is out now, which I've had a chance to listen to, and it is beautiful. There are seven songs on it uh, featuring your great voice and the songwriting of you and Tommy. Uh, before we talk more about Jake, tell me about the EP itself. Well, you know, we've just come out of this pandemic, and as much as we're all sick and tired of talking about it, and life goes on, and still yet things have not returned to total normal, have they? Um, so what we found, Tommy and I were out touring extensively prior to 2019. We were traveling the UK, Canada, the, U the US, and we had our beloved Jake with us, my road dog, Jake, that I'd written my children's book about. And when the pandemic hit, we were like all other artists and like everyone listening today, we were kind of like, where is this going? What's going to happen, you know? Mm -hmm. And so after you get over the initial, how do we pay our bills? <laughs> you know, we're yeah. mus touring musicians yep. without a gig. Um Tommy and I started digging through some of our old demos from Nashville and some of the songs we had written with some friends over in the UK and some of the ones we'd written together. And, and then we were inspired to write new ones. And so between all of those songs, we kind of came up with this EP and we weren't really planning on getting back out there. We were kind of tired and didn't know where everything was going. But it was so beautiful and so inspiring that we really felt that we were being led to get this out into the universe. Incredible that uh, you put these songs out and they're there for us to enjoy. And your songs always have so much meaning to them. There's, they make us feel something. Thank you, Dave. That, uh, well, you know, we've kind of taken a narrow path. You know, we're not the... Um, we're not the broad country that you would hear on, say, you know, major country radio or major mm -hmm. country ra uh, labels, re record labels. And Tommy and I, have, when we, we met and married in Nashville, we were both living there. He's from Colorado. I'm from Ontario. And we started writing these songs, um, Positive Inspirational Country or Positive Inspirational Americana. And we knew early on that 
that they had a very narrow road, but we just felt that we needed to carry on with our messaging and not look at the big overall picture of, are we number 10 on the charts? Are we number one on the charts? Are we getting a major record label? But how many people are we actually affecting? Mm -hmm. And if at the end of each concert or at the end of each album, we can have someone call up and say, you know what, this really meant a lot to me and it, it inspired me, then that's what we're doing this for. That must feel so good um, to have those comments, Tia, and I know you've had a bunch of them, to say the least, over the years. And what does it feel like when someone lets you know, either in the moment after a show or they might send you a message to say how much one of your songs has impacted them? That's got to be uh, a tremendous feeling. Well, David, you know, it keeps us keeping on, really. Um, we, I have a few stories, and... Um, Recently, we just had one. We played our first show in Brantford, mm -hmm. and um, we had a lady come up at the end of the night, and she said, you know, I haven't, I didn't, I was handed this ticket. I didn't even want to come to the show, but I, because I, I haven't been really venturing out since the pandemic, and and she says, I don't even know how to talk right now because your words and your your melodies have just inspired me so much and changed my life tonight. And I said to her, well, thank you. Then that's, you know, that's kind of our job done then, isn't it? And we've had those throughout the years. There's been times where we felt like it's time to pack it in. We're ready to give up, you know, and then I'll open up my emails and there'll be an email from, from someone who had bought our, our, one of our albums and just saying, you know, your music has touched me. It's changed my life. It's inspired me to go out and get a new job. It's inspired me to do something different with my family, what, follow my dream, whatever it is, you know. And it's kept Tommy and I just keep going on and keep going on because, as you know, these days are difficult for independent artists. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. It's, it's a real struggle to uh, get known, get seen, get heard etc. Uh, let's talk about Tommy for a moment, put, put the focus on him, because uh, as a songwriter, he's done quite well in Nashville. Absolutely. Um, I wish Tommy would take more of the spotlight. Uh, he prefers to be the fuzzy guy in the pictures. <laughs> in the background. But uh, he's really the, uh, no, he's, he's really my inspiration. And um, when I met Tommy, like I said, I had moved to Nashville, and he he's the only songwriter that I know who actually moved to Nashville with a full staff writing deal. Wow. And yeah. And so I met him in 1999 and I had just moved there. He had moved there from LA. He had a full staff writing deal and his publisher uh, introduced us. And so Tommy's written with Jeffrey Steele. Uh, he had a Lee Greenwood hit called Roxy Can't Move. Yep. He's had songs in film and TV, but he's a melody guy. I mean, he comes up with these melodies that are just absolutely breathtaking. And, and then I love to come in with the lyrics. So that's, that's how we met was as a lyricist meets melody guy. <laughs> oh. That's so amazing that it began with the music. And I was going to ask you to me to refresh me on that beginning of how you met, whether it was love first or music first. So the music is how it all started. That's right. Yeah. And uh, we wrote, we, we both had a rule of never date your co-writer. And, <laughs> so, and we broke that rule and, um, and got married and, and we relocated back up here to Canada because uh, we we're on the road so much that, you know, I just wanted to be near my family more. And, and uh, we were able to just, 
you know, through work permits and Tommy's got his Canadian residency, we can travel back and forth and all over and do our thing. And, and then at the end of the day, come home and be with my family. That's a great way to do it, to be able to have your career and your family as well, because a lot of people obviously uh, at some point have to sacrifice one or the other, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he loves it here, too. Like Tommy, Tommy's an American, but he just loves Canada, too. <laughs> he, he's into Tim Hortons. Does he take it? Oh, up? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the yeah. mark of a true Canadian. It's uh, yeah. Tim Hortons. <laughs> and the Blue Jays. Oh, and the Blue Jays, yes. There's a hole in our hearts tonight that they're, uh, yeah. you know, that they're not. They didn't make it. Yeah. Well, they looked good in game two for uh, a few innings. and uh, Yeah, they did, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, let's uh, get into some of your influences, Tia, because you've got such a wide range of uh, influences, I know. And uh, take us back to the artists that have influenced you over the years. Well, you know, um, there's so many singers in our in our um, our time frame. Linda Ronstadt was a huge influence in, in my um, vocal presence and stuff like that, you know, uh, I just loved her, um, her, her earlier albums, um, songwriting, Mary Gaucher, um, Mary Chapin Carpenter mm-hmm. and Eva Cassidy. I'm a huge Eva Cassidy fan. Yeah. Uh, now when I first started singing, I was, um, had won the Canadian Open Country Singing Contest and I had received a, an opportunity to go down to CBC and film a show, a TV show, and on it was Johnny Cash and June Carter. So they were huge influences of mine because I was just this little small town girl and very shy. And there they are. And Johnny um, introduced me to June, um, invited me into her dressing room. And they were just so down to earth and such beautiful people. It really inspired me and encouraged me to not be intimidated by celebrity you know by the star people and so when i moved to nashville i would go up to writers like big like andrew gold you know um people like that and just say writers of that caliber and just say hey you know i'd really love to write with you and one time someone said to me how are you writing with all these writers do you have a publisher and i said no i just didn't i just ask them i just hand them my demo and say i'd love to write with you and you'll find that most people, especially successful people, are very approachable. They're, you know, they're they're just happy to share their talent and share share their knowledge. And um, so that's some, kind of some advice to people starting out writing. Yeah. Don't, don't be intimidated. The you know just just go for it. And the worst thing they can say is no. Sorry, I don't have time. <laughs> Absolutely. That is great advice. I've heard that the odd time with an artist uh, like yourself who has done that, because I think the natural feeling, at least I would think, would be you'd be either intimidated or nervous or think maybe you shouldn't talk to them. But time after time, it seems that it works. What you just said actually works. Exactly. Absolutely. And you never know where things are going to lead too, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. The, yeah, you just ask. And like you said, the worst they can say is no, they don't have time. But uh, chances are, most of the time, it's going to be a yes. And you don't know where it's going to lead. Now, you've written with a lot of great writers, Tia. Is there still someone out there on whatever level it is that you haven't written with yet that you're still hoping uh, will happen one day? Well, I, I love Dolly Parton. I mean, oh, come on, you know, um, all 
I would just love to sit in a room with Dolly Parton. And, you know, she started the Dolly Parton Imagination Library, and yeah. I've written my little book, Jake the Road Dog. And mm-hmm. so we've been donating some some of the book sales to our local chapter of the Dolly Parton Imagination Library here, here in Norfolk County. And just everything about her is so amazing, not to mention her songwriting. It's just brilliant, just mm-hmm. brilliant. So just to sit in a room with Dolly and with a cup of coffee and a blank page and a guitar would be... That sounds would be like oh. <laughs> that sounds incredible to see what would come out of it. And as you yeah. said, she has such a great heart that we can all see. And uh, yeah, she's done so much good. Not like it's a great example of an artist who is an amazing artist, but also a great human being. Absolutely, yeah. And I think there's a story. I think it's actually a true story that on the same day she wrote "I Will Always Love You" and Jolene. Oh, my gosh. Google it, folks. I'm pretty sure it's true. I've heard it a bunch of times. I mean, for anybody mm-hmm. to have written either of those, but on the same day, she yeah. took a break, too. That's yeah. how good she is. Yeah. And I hear, like, she gets up at, like, 3 in the morning or something or 4 in the morning. And, and uh, you know, and she just she's just so positive, such a, such a yeah. positive influence for all of us. Let's get into a song uh, from your EP, the first single. And then when we come back, we'll talk about Jake and much more. But uh, let's start with Go Your Own Way, which was the first single. And uh, tell me a bit about the song. Well, Tommy and I were flying into Los Angeles, and we had a writing session with Kevin Fisher, and who's just speaking of beautiful human beings. Kevin is one of those, and just a brilliant songwriter. And so we had been introduced to Kevin through, through a friend of ours, Steve McClintock, and um, he, had, he had arranged this songwriting session. And when we landed, we got word that Tommy's mom had, had passed away from cancer. And so we called Kevin. We explained what was going on. And he said, look, you guys, if you need to cancel and go to Colorado, no, no worries. And we said, well, you know what? We're here now. She would want us to do this. So let's come over and we'll see what we can do. And then we'll just head out, you know, tomorrow. So we got there and the three of us sat in a room together and we wrote this song, Go Your Own Way. And Mm -hmm. originally it was supposed to be a pitch for, um, I believe it was Martina McBride was recording an album at the time and looking for songs because um, she wanted positive songs about anti-bullying for for kids and uh, being a mother and, and everything. And so we wrote the song and we demoed it and then last year, like I said, during or 2019, I guess, 2020, during the pandemic, we came across the demo and we were like, man, this is really cool. So we, we contacted Kevin again and asked him if he would help us finish the demo, uh, add some bells and whistles, re-record some vocals, whatever. And so we did it all over the internet and just did this, like our pandemic song. And... Um, so we decided to release it as the first single. We released it in June. We thought it was perfect timing for it. You know, school getting out, LGBTQ, everything else. Just, um, just, just the messaging, you know, for everyone mm-hmm. just to be themselves and just go your own way. Was we thought it was a really cool message. A
It's an incredible song, and it is from your EP, With Love. Uh, you released the EP on September the 3rd of this year, and that marked the one-year passing of your beloved dog, Jake. Um, talk about Jake. Tell me tell me about all the love he brought to your life, yours and Tommy's. Oh, well, you know, for, for all the rescue or animal lovers out there, you guys know um, I've, I've had so many dogs that I just love and all of them are, are shelter dogs. Jake was a special boy. Um, we adopted him while we were living in Nashville. And so he, you know, was born and raised in Tennessee. We got him when he was about a year old. And when I brought him home, he literally, he wouldn't wag his tail. He wouldn't eat. We, you know, it was just, he was really sad and broken and had been abused. He's part Husky, part Australian Shepherd. Mm. And so we just loved on him. And we started taking him on the road with us. And he just lit up. Like he would, he, he ended up coming on stage with us, on stage <laughs> with us. And he would sit between Tommy and me and people would be, yeah, they would love Jake, you know, and nothing phased him, nothing phased him. And, um, <laughs> So he started traveling with us. And one day we're backstage at a festival. And I think it was Susie Gibson who wrote uh, Wide Open Spaces for the Dixie Chicks. Yeah. And she had her big van there with her dogs and everything. <laughs> and so we're all talking about our road dogs and how important they are to musicians. And and I got thinking about that. I thought, wouldn't that make a cool story for kids to read about road dogs? And so I wrote Jake the Road Dog. It about Jake's adventures, about finding his tail, finding his voice, going on the road, and uh, put three songs in the book. And so it started to open doors for us to go into schools and libraries and do all kinds of really cool things. Amazing. And uh, that, that he just fit into your life so well in your life of music and on the road. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one what of a, what a kind dog and... And people miss him, but he, he's still influencing. He's still inspiring. I'm still, I'm working on my next Jake the Road Dog book. And so, so he's still inspiring, you know, his, his little yeah. light is still shining. <laughs> I love that. I love it because our light can keep going on. Uh, even long after we're gone, whatever spirit or energy, spirit and energy we brought to this world uh, carries on in others and it continues to inspire. So I love hearing that. That's exactly right. And that's the gift of music too, isn't it? Yeah. Is, is it just keeps going on, keeps shining. It does. And music can turn our day around. We can hear a song uh, on a day we're not feeling great or feeling down or whatever. And that song will mm -hmm. lift us up. Do you have songs like that? I know you have songs. It's an obvious question, but what are those songs, Tia, for you? Can you name one or two that uh, always can make you smile when you listen to them? Wow. That's a great question. Um, you know, it's funny. Um, when I started singing when I was younger, I started in like theater at school and then I went on to little theater. Nice. And one of my favorite musicals was The Sound of Music. Mm -hmm. So especially this time of year as we're getting towards Christmas and, you know, you just hear The Sound of Music soundtrack or My Favorite Things or something like that. And, it, yeah. you know, it just it's like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> like oh. perfect marriage of lyrics and melodies and storytelling and it's just like th those guys just had it down and and to this day it still it still inspires me it lifts me up yeah great songs great movie and uh it makes you feel good when you watch it and and, and hear those songs 
Yeah, yeah. And, you know, here we are in a time, you know, you look at the Ukraine and everything going on over there and how timely that was, right? That yeah. sound of music was during World War II. My grandparents immigrated to Canada before World War II from Transylvania. So, I mean, it's just a story that 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 keeps keeps on inspiring and keeps generations realizing the power of family, the power of music and, and, and faith. And uh, the start of songwriting for you, Tia, you mentioned that you focus on the lyrics uh, especially, but uh, take us back to when you started writing and what led you to write songs in the first place? Well, I mentioned earlier that um, I had won the Canadian Open Country Singing Contest when I was 19. And with that, I, I won some free recording time at a recording studio in Niagara Falls and some money. And so I took the money and I went down to Reggie's Music Store in Hamilton <laughs> and bought my first guitar. Wow. And I taught myself some chords and I wrote a song and like the song just, I still, I still have the image of sitting on my bed in my bedroom at my parents' house and, and these words and music just flying out. And I was like, Oh my gosh, where is this coming from? And we were pitched a bunch of songs to go into the recording studio with, but when I sat down with the engineer and played the song that I'd written, they said, well, you should be recording this one. And so we did. It was called Mr. And next thing I know, we're getting radio airplay across Canada. I'm being invited onto different Canadian radio shows and everything. And then it led to going to songwriting symposiums with Dan Hill and Eddie Schwartz and those guys in Toronto. Wow. And yeah. So it kind of just started to snowball. And I ended up writing with Randy Bachman and you know, just all these amazing writers that I learned from, I mentored under, and and it was quite an experience. We have some amazing talent up here in Canada. Oh, absolutely. And those names you mentioned are are great examples of it. Dan Hill, one of my favorite songwriters and artists. I mean, his songs are just so, so touching and emotional. Yeah, absolutely. Big fan of his and the other artists that you mentioned, uh, Eddie Schwartz, uh, when you mentioned about songwriting and learning about songwriting, obviously there's a lot of natural talent that goes into it. You have to have that natural ability. But what have you learned about writing from back from the start of writing for you, Tia, to when your songs started getting really good? What were the things that made your songs better? I believe that writing about what you know is what you have to do. When I first started writing, and I had some songs published with, with, you know, publishers in Nashville. They were songs I was trying to write for Music Row, trying to write for major, you know, artists, what, whatever artist was big at the time. You're like, okay, I got to write something like that. And I would try to write a song like that. And, you know, it, it was good. It was okay. But it wasn't until uh, Tommy and I sat down with Jeffrey Steele, who, of course, is like if, if someone listening tonight doesn't know who Jeffrey Steele is, you need to Google him. He's like yeah. the biggest songwriter in Nashville. And Tommy had been writing with Jeffrey, and Jeffrey was gracious enough to sit, listen to our album at the time and then call us up and have a, have a coffee with us. And what he said at the time was, you know, go where your audience is. He said, you guys 
you know, you, you have an audience out there that's going to love your music. And it was through finding that audience and, and we found ourselves again and went right back to writing stories about what we know stories. They want, people want to hear that. They want to hear honesty Mm. and because it makes them feel connected. Right. Oh yeah. And so that's what we, that's what with love, this new EP is about every song on there has been a time come to us during a time when we could actually sit down and not try to impress anyone, but just say, what do we want to say? And it's coming straight from the heart. And these were the songs that we selected for it. Incredible. And as you said, you don't always get honesty in music or it could be trying too hard or maybe too commercial. So to hear these kind of songs that uh, speak to the heart is wonderful. Um, We're going to turn to the title track. Of course, the EP is called With Love, as you just mentioned, released back in September of this year. Uh, And we're going to play With Love. Tell me about this song. This is, uh, well, actually, this is another one we wrote with Kevin Fisher, and it is just, I, I mean, it, it, it's about universal love. It's, um, the chorus is so hooky, and you can tell the test of a good song is when, when you can play it live with just a guitar, like Tommy playing his guitar, and I picked up my hand drum, and at the end of the night, we had everyone coming up saying, okay, where can I, what EP, what album can I find that song with love on, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and they connected and we had them singing with us. And so I really, really think this is going to be a beautiful single. Um, I think it's going to speak timely to people. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping it does. I'm hoping that, that as we head into the holidays, that this will be a, an anthem song. You can shout at your demons. You can face your addictions You can say you believe in All the prophets' predictions Build a whole reputation On the good things you've done But it won't stand for nothing If you don't do it with love
Love is your EP that is out right now, and that's the title track. It is beautiful. Uh, when you guys perform at your shows, you have so many original songs. I'm sure that is the bulk of what you perform at your shows, Tia. But do you and Tommy still do cover songs as part of your shows? Oh, you know, Dave, we have a couple that we like to do. And we like to do, um, like, Imagine. We've worked up Imagine. Uh like I said earlier, I'm a huge Eva Cassidy fan. And, and when I heard her version of Imagine and Fields of Gold, yes, those just inspired us to learn those. And we have, yeah, we do. We, you know, we, one thing we did during the pandemic, we had an opportunity to um, link up with a place that was doing a virtual seniors show and so we had the opportunity, we play for these seniors virtually, and it was so cool. So we got to go dig back into the old, you know, 50s and 60s. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it was really cool. And old rock, right? And, yeah. um, so, and Elvis stuff. And, and uh, so, so we've been learning some of that, too, and, and having fun with it. Oh, that's got to be great because, uh, you know, playing for seniors who want to hear music and want to be entertained of course, and don't always uh, have that chance. That must They must have had a great time, and I'm sure you felt great doing that. Oh, it was. It was a beautiful experience. Yeah. And so we had the, the spectrum. You know, we had children. One, one minute we'd be doing a school and doing a virtual performance with children with my Jake the Road Dog oh, and singing yeah. songs and tales. And, and the next minute we'd be with the seniors. So it was great. It was uh, across... Across the genre and across the ages. Across the ages, absolutely. Uh, and what advice, Tia, would you have for an artist, uh, maybe a teenager starting out, a male or female, wanting to get into music and kind of at the start of their uh, journey? What would you, general advice or specific advice, you pass on to them? I would say music, it's going to be hard to say where music, the music industry is going right now. We're into a new territory. Mm-hmm. It has changed so much in the last five years, even. And um, the main thing, I, I think wear all hats. Like today to be an artist, you really need to be able to wear all the hats and build a team around you of, of positive people who support you. 
um, that you're like, you know, you're on the same page together, but mm -hmm. also be willing to wear all the hats. Like, like, you know, be, be able to book your own gigs, be able to do your own promotion. You have to do that now, right. With social media. Yeah. Um, and, and write your own songs, learn your production skills, learn live performance, all of it, virtual, all of it. And then hopefully through your hard work, other people will join your team that can lift some of that burden as you go. But, but at the same time, you are able to help keep your vision and not lose that to someone else's vision along the way. Yeah, that is great advice. And to have your own vision, because um, obviously you can get caught up in what other people's opinion is and what you should do. And uh, it's, as you talked about earlier, it's got to come from you. It's got to be authentic to you. So that uh, is some great advice right there. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Thank yeah, you. And, and just all the different skills you mentioned that, that an artist has to have, because, of course, you know, you can play guitar and sing. Okay, that's one part of it. And if you're good at that, that's great. But it's the whole business side, the social media, booking mm -hmm. your own shows. So there really is a lot of stuff. And, of course, connect connections is what it comes down to. Connections not only to take you higher, but connections to kind of tell you uh, this is how you make it or this is what you need to do. Absolutely. It's all, it's all relationship building, right? Yeah. And you know, building, there's going to be a lot of people you meet, a lot of people who will love your music and, and want to jump on board. Um, but you just, just as long as you stay true to who you are and your vision and, and stay, you know, keep connected with positive people around you, then I believe you'll be on the right path. Definitely. You've got a great story song. I remember you uh, performing it at the Moonshine Cafe years ago. Uh, a song called Abigail that is uh, one of the best story songs out there. Oh, Dave, thank you. Well, actually, we are, um, we're not far from where Abigail, the story of Abigail happened. And uh, Abigail Becker was, is the heroine of Long Point, the angel of Long Point. And back in the 1800s, uh, she and her husband lived out on the end of Long Point. And a lot of shipwrecks happened out there, right? And it's known as the Graveyard of Shipwrecks. And so her husband was away trapping fur one day, and Abigail noticed a, sh a ship stranded on a sandbar. It was in November. And the sailors were hanging off the mast and freezing cold. And, and she waded out into the waters over her head and carried the sailors back one by one. And so we wrote the song about her. And it's one of my favorite songs. We've played it all over the world. And the coolest, the coolest time we ever played it, we were, we were in England. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the show, everyone said, well, have you heard of Grace Darling? She's our local heroine. And so we looked into it. And so when we got back home here, we set up a cross songwriting experience with some students from England and we had some students in Port Dover. And at the same time, we virtually did our songwriting session. Wow. And at the end, yeah, it was so cool. It was on a Saturday. And at the end of the session, they sang us their song about Grace Darling. And we sang them our new song about Abigail that our students had written. And it was so, so beautiful and wonderful. Oh, what a great story. 
about those two communities connecting. And uh, but the story song Abigail, yeah, is just wonderful. It uh, as I said, it's a great yeah, example. Of yeah, it's telling it's, uh, it's, a real it's life one of our story. favorite songs to perform still. That's great. Yeah, and uh, be, to be able to take a real life event and um, put it into lyrics and music is quite a talent. Yeah, and. But you know, it, like we love writing stories, right? And so we just let the story kind of tell itself and put the music to it and it kind of just wrote itself. Tell us more about uh, the podcast that you host and where people can listen to it, Tia. If you go to our website, tiamagraph.com, you can find all of our shows, all of our merchandise and everything. Um, hear our music and our podcast, which is called Jake's Place Songs and Tales. And it was inspired during the pandemic. We wanted to do something with our music uh, to share it with people. And we thought we've got all these stories of, of life on the road and all the friends we've made along the way. And so we tied it in with, with Animal Rescue as well. And... So it's it's really something that Tommy and I love doing, and he's becoming really good at the editing. He just loves that. He's in his element to <laughs> his little mixing board and oh yeah, the, you know, add the bells and whistles and things. <laughs> <laughs> Fun stuff. Oh, that's great. Well, that's what he's naturally good at. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. And uh, for artists who haven't been to Nashville yet, uh, specifically artists as opposed to fans, what's a, what's how would you sell Nashville to them as part of uh, the experience of being a country artist? How how important it might be to uh, get down there? Well, Dave, now we haven't been to Nashville since 2019, and we're going to be going back down this month. When I when we were living there, there was that whole music row. Uh, experience where you'd be walk, you know, literally walk down 16th or 17th Ave with your guitars and see other writers and just show up to publishing houses and write and everything. You've got the Bluebird Cafe, you know, it's just just amazing. Um, but since then, and I and you know, I did some work at the at the Country Music Hall of Fame when I lived there, which was really cool and life changing for me. So you've got all these elements of history meets present meets the future like right. now i understand that they're you know the whole the whole um landscape is changing and but still songwriting is at the core it mm -hmm. the songs begin with the songwriter the artist needs a song and the song begins with the songwriter so songwriters are still the driving force i believe of nashville and so when you go down there just seek them out just just experience little hole in the wall pubs and venues and places where you can just hear a songwriter because you never know they could be the next keith urban you know the next taylor swift right absolutely that's how they started and like you said you don't know who um who you're going to be hearing on a given night and right. you might not know that name that night but uh you'll look back and go wow yeah i heard him or her you know a year ago that's yeah. how it starts that exactly that's right and, and then it's always great to hear uh the songwriter of a song. So you go into uh, a listening room and hear uh, a venue known as listening rooms, of course, and you hear a singer who's not the singer on the radio, but he's the songwriter who wrote the song. That's always a great experience. Yeah. You know, and they're singing it in their own interpretation of how yes. they heard the song when they wrote it. And it, it, it is, it's, it's really, it's really beautiful. And, you know, sometimes they don't have the best voice, 
but their delivery can be something that is so much even more magical than the artist. A lot of times I hear that. I think, wow, I like the songwriter's version better than the artist. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, I've, I've experienced that too. There's just something in the emotion or something just more pure maybe because they're the writers and uh, yeah, and just something magic about that. Uh, what are some of the favorite venues you've played over the years? I know it's hard to narrow down because you played at a ton of places, but any of the special venues you played at stand out? Well, the Bluebird Cafe, for sure, in Nashville. And Tommy and I, we just were so blessed. We, we, we um, f- every year we get to host a nine o'clock round with some, with some dear friends of ours, amazing writers, and like John Ford Coley and Wood Newton and people like that. Um, we, we, we haven't been able to get down to the Frank Brown International Songwriters Festival the last couple of years. That's down in Alabama and Florida. But we always loved being a part of that family and playing that. <clears throat> um, the UK, we, we just, you know, there's so many precious memories of venues over there that we played. Um, and you mentioned the moonshine. Oh my gosh, Tommy yeah. and I love playing the moonshine. And um, I, I think we're going to be going back and helping Chase Stevens do a show in the near future. So we're looking That's forward amazing. to that. That is amazing. The Moonshine Cafe in Oakville. Uh, yeah, one of the perfect, perfect examples of a listening room. Absolutely. Oh, it's yeah. a beautiful listening room. Yeah. Yeah. For those listening to the show who, you know, hear that term, that is kind of obvious, but it's where you go to a, a venue and everybody's quiet, listens to the stories, listens to the songs, because obviously there are other places you go and the music's a little more in the background and people are talking, but the listening rooms are where you really get to hear the song and uh, the stories behind them. It's a really special place. Uh, I know people can go to your website for this information, Tia, which we'll have them do, tiamagraph.com, but what are some of your upcoming shows uh, throughout 2022 that people can check you out at? Well, we're, uh, we've got a few local concerts here. We're doing something for uh, Coats for Kids, where, where they're raising money to uh, help kids in the school, our local school, who can't afford winter coats. And um, then we're going off to Chicago to be part of the uh, Folk Alliance Regional Midwest. It's farm. And we're doing some, some radio DJ showcasing, which is going to be cool. And then we're off to Nashville. And then we've got a few Christmas um, shows coming up in the area, and we're going to be in near Windsor in November, I believe it is. So we're, we're adding dates all the time. I've, I'm already booking into January 2023 and February and March. And so just please check our shows out on the website. I'm, I'm updating all the time. That is amazing. It is so delightful to hear that uh, shows are back and that you're booking so far in advance and that uh, you're busy again because you know we went through a couple of years where uh, pretty tough times and now you're back at it busy at it yeah and this you know the new album is just we're getting so many great reviews and and fans loving it so I'm just anticipating this is just going to be the start Dave and and hopefully we'll be back out there and seeing everyone real soon. And, yeah. you know, everyone's like our family, right? We're missing, we're missing everyone. <laughs> totally, totally. Yep. Family out there. I mm-hmm. uh, can't wait to see you and hear you right now. They can, of course, check out your new EP that was just released back in September called With Love. We, we played a couple of the songs here on the show, but there are seven tracks in all to enjoy. You'll love it. And of course, when you go to Spotify or wherever you check out this new EP, you'll find 
all the back catalog from Tia and Tommy and all the great songs you can uh, listen to again or discover for the first time. Tia, I want to thank you so much for being here on the show. But oh, I also want to send a shout out to Michael Stover of MTS Management Group, who connected us for this interview. Absolutely. Oh, oh, Michael is just a gem. And he's just like I mentioned earlier, you need you need people on your team. And Michael is that he uh, he just champions us and all of his artists and he brings people together, which is just a beautiful thing. Mm. And so thank you, Michael, for bringing us for bringing Dave and I back together and getting this happening. Absolutely. Thank you, Michael. And Tia, yeah, as we mentioned off the top of the show, it's been uh, more than a several years, more than several years since we've talked on the show. So it's been great to catch up, hear your voice again. Give my best to Tommy. And uh, I'll say to both of you that uh, I just love this new EP. It's uh, it's it's beautiful music. Thank you, Dave. Thank you so much. And everyone have a have a great day. And uh, hopefully we'll see you at one of our shows down the road. And uh, hopefully we'll see you at the moonshine, Dave. Amazing. Once again, I've been speaking with Port Rowan, Ontario's Tia McGrath. I'm Dave Woods, keeping it country.